Michael Lombardo here from Life Poured Out International. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. We are continuing our series today on abiding in the spirit. We are in part three, talking about how to abide in the spirit in your everyday life, walking with the Holy Spirit, that divine communion. And so make sure to stay tuned and to keep listening. If you are new to the show, we have an episode every Monday and um, on charismapodcastnetwork.com, a new episode every Monday that will stream through Apple Podcasts as well, Google Play, Spotify, Audible, pretty much anywhere that podcasts are listened to. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to this um, so you can get all the notifications every time there's a new show, you know, like, put comments so we can get this out to more people so they could be blessed by the teachings as well as the interviews that we're doing here on Awaken Podcast. And so we've been talking about abiding in the Spirit. This is something that the Lord has been revisiting with me because in the busyness of life with so many distractions taking place and we have all this different stuff to do, whether it be in ministry, whether it be in business, whether it be our jobs and families and kind of navigating the current times, you know, regardless of what it may be, our lives are very fast paced. You know, we have a lot going on. And so Jesus is our life source. He um, he said that he came to give us a life and life more abundantly, not to get caught up in the rat race and get so tired and wore out. He said, no, come to me and I will give you rest. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. And there is a life in the spirit where we could live filled up. We could live overflowing. We could live in that place of joy, that place of communion, for we do not live off of bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And so if we are walking with the Lord and we are hearing his voice and we are abiding in his spirit, then we will live that abundant life. We will live empowered by the Holy Spirit. And the apostle John is the one that uses this verbiage more than any other apostle or any other writer of scripture. The apostle John talks about abiding so much. In his gospel, the gospel of John, he he really highlights uh, when Jesus talked about abiding in John 15, which in part two, I talked about, uh, I shared the first um, nine verses of John 15, where Jesus spoke about abiding in him, the vine, and how we only will live a fruitful Christian life with eternal value as we abide in the vine, because apart from him, we could do nothing and we will bear eternal fruit. And so there's this aspect of dependency, complete reliability, relying on God, being dependent upon him instead of living with that independent spirit, that spirit of pride, which I talk about in part one here on abiding in the Holy Spirit. And so I want to, there's going to be, you know, it's going to be multifaceted. There's going to be many parts to this series, but this is very important. The Lord is drawing us back to that place of simplicity, of devotion, of passion. He's bringing us back to that place of dependency because dependency is is a sign of spiritual maturity, not independence. In the natural, as we grow up in this world, the more independent we become, the more mature we are. In the spirit, the more reliant and dependent we are on God, the more mature we are. That is the sign of true spirituality. Our lives are unto him. We cling to him. We, we walk with him. We talk with him, just like Adam and Eve in the cool of the day, in the garden, the garden of bliss and pleasure, the garden of Eden. We walk with him in that place of delight. We have communion with the Holy Spirit, just like the apostles. Uh, Paul, he said in the, to the Corinthian church at the end of his letter, he said, may the love of God 
May the, may the grace of Christ and may the fellowship or deep communion of the Spirit be with you all. And so that is what we are after, deep communion with the Spirit. And so in part one, I talked about reliance and dependence on God. In part two, I broke apart different, I not broke apart, I opened up different revelation in John chapter 15. And now today I want to talk to you about abiding in the Word and the Spirit of truth. And so I'm going to read to you a couple different scriptures found in the gospel of John. And the first one is going to have to do with abiding in the word. That is a terminology that Jesus uses here in John chapter eight. And so John chapter eight, 31 and 32, and goes like this. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So Jesus is saying, you will be my disciples. You will be my disciplined students. You will be those who reflect me in the world. You will be those who walk in me, that live a life that imitates me, that is empowered by my spirit. If you abide in my word, then you will know the truth. So it's not just the truth that sets us free because our heart has the option to reject truth or to accept truth. All right. And so if someone declares truth to you, you could either harden your heart to it and do whatever you want to do, or you could open your heart to it, receive it, absorb it. And then that truth will be the motivator, will be the empowerment that is in your life. It will set you free. Like Jesus said, so there was many in Jesus' day. It said that he said this to the Jews who had believed in him. There were many Jews who did not believe in him. There were many Jews who heard the truth that he declared and he preached and they hardened his heart. Uh, They hardened their heart towards him. Excuse me. They hardened their heart towards him and they even crucified the Lord of glory like the apostle Paul said. And so there are many who have hardened their heart, but he's saying these are the disciples who have believed. So if you want to be my disciples and you want to prove that you're my disciples, you want to be students of me, the master, the rabbi, then abide in the truth, live in the truth, know the truth. And then the truth will set you free. You will walk in freedom and you will walk in liberty. And when you're a believer, you are born again. You're a new creation. The old is gone. The new has fully come. And so we are completely recreated in righteousness. According to the apostle Paul in the scriptures, we are recreated in righteousness by the knowledge of him. And so our spirit is renewed. Our old heart of stone is removed and a heart of flesh is placed on the inside of us. A heart that loves righteousness, hates wickedness, and we are anointed above the, uh, with the oil of joy above our companions. And so we are a new creation, righteous, blameless, holy in his sight because of what Christ has done, not because of what we have done. But our minds need to be renewed to that reality. We are righteous whether we believe it or not. But at the same time, obviously, you need to believe that to walk in that and embrace that. What I'm saying is on a day-to-day basis, if you don't feel like you're righteous, if you're in Christ, you are, whether you feel like it or not. And so it's important that we know the truth because that's when we begin to walk in liberty in that truth. And so the renewing of the mind is essential. Romans 12, 1 and 2, we know this staple scripture very, very well. Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so it's when we know the truth and we abide in the word of his truth and we meditate upon the truth that is when we begin to walk in freedom. You know, Martin Luther, the great reformer said this, I need to preach the gospel to myself every day because I forget it every day. 
Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of Christ. And so we need to continually abide in the word, hear the word, meditate on the word, speak the word. And as we do, it will become the very foundation of our lives. Like in my Sermon on the Mount series that I did not that long ago, Jesus in, in Matthew 7 says, I am the foundation. He's talking about himself and his words being the very foundation of our lives. And if storms come and if earthquakes and, and hurricane and strong winds come, the house will not blow over because it's not on sand, but it is on the rock, the foundation, Jesus Christ, his words. And so we must abide in his words. And the Holy Spirit, our helper, our comforter, the the one who brings wisdom and revelation to us. The beginning of this year, I had a, had a short series in the spirit of revelation, which I will continually bring up in my new series because it's so essential. Well, the spirit of revelation, Jesus, his spirit, the Holy Spirit, he said, I'm leaving right now. I'm physically going to my father, um, but I'm giving you the Holy Spirit to be with you always and to co- communicate my truth and my word to you. So in John 14, I'm going to read uh, verses 16 to 21. John 14, 16 to 21 goes like this. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. And he said, I will ask the father and he will give you another helper so that he will be with you forever. The helper is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him, but you know him because he remains with you and will be with you. I will not leave you as orphans, for I am coming to you. After a while, the world no longer is going to see me. Talking about his his death and the cross, his resurrection, his ascension to the Father. But you are going to see me because I live. You will also live. And on that day, you will know that I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. Just think about that abiding reality right there. That last sentence, I am in the Father and you are in me and I am in you. Like, That is a revelation. That is a truth that is essential. God is not out in the cloud somewhere. He's not, we're not trying to pull him down. Like so many of our church services and our songs are trying to, especially the charismatic church, trying to pull God down, trying to get him to walk into the room. He is in the room in you. He is in the room in you. He is not distant. He is not far. He is not aloof. God is on the inside of you because of the finished work of Christ and him sending the spirit to all believers. The spirit of God is what transformed our hearts and made us new creations born again, not only being born of the flesh, but being born of the spirit. You're not even a believer unless you are born of the spirit. And so the spirit of truth has impacted our lives and the truth is the word. So in John eight, Jesus is saying, abide in my word and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. The spirit of truth right here in John chapter 14, the spirit of truth, our beloved Holy Spirit, our friend that sticks closer than a brother, Holy Spirit, he will reveal to us all truth because he is the spirit of truth. And when he brings illumination and when he lights up the truth in our lives, we know it. It's not just a mental knowing. It's not mental assent or mental knowing. And yes, we will know it in our brains. We will know it in our heads but it goes from our head to our heart. It is a knowing and intimate knowledge. Once we have revelation and intimate knowledge of this truth, then the truth will set you free. If you're listening to this right now and you have, you're struggling with drugs, struggling with sexual perversion, struggling with anger, struggling with trauma or pain, regardless of what you are struggling with, 
the spirit of truth, our helper, wants to show you the lies that you are believing right now in this moment. He wants to show you the lies that you are believing and he wants to comfort you and he wants to pour truth into you and he wants to heal you. He wants to console you. He wants to illuminate truth to your heart, to obliterate the lies that you're believing about addiction, about about people, about yourself. You might hate yourself. You might not, you might not like, like yourself because you feel like you're ugly. You feel like you're stupid. You feel like, how could God call you because of all your shortcomings? But that is not your portion. Self-hatred is not your portion that died on the tree with Jesus. You need to dwell on the truth of Psalm 139, that he knows my thoughts afar off and he created me in my mother's womb and him to make me blameless. The scripture says we're blameless and we are complete in him. And so we need to believe that that he loves us and he likes us the way that he created us and that we are his handiwork. We are his poetry. We are the very expression of his creative mind. And it is lovely and it is beautiful. According to the Song of Songs chapter one, he says, you, you think you are dark, but you are lovely. You are lovely. And so we need that truth to penetrate our very minds and hearts so that we can know the truth and the truth will set you free. And so we need a daily dose of communion with the Holy Spirit with reading the word, abiding in the word. And that combo together, the spirit and the word is gonna be absolutely transformational. And the spirit of God is gonna begin to put his finger on certain scriptures. And he's gonna highlight memories maybe where there's pain and trauma in your life, or he's gonna highlight lies that you're believing. And you need to take those lies to him in a place of repentance. God, I'm sorry for believing that. It is a lie. I recognize it for what it is. Show me the truth. Bring me to the word of God. Where where can I, you know, to begin to meditate upon scriptures that that will combat this lie? that I've believed for so long. And so if we are going to walk in the abundant life that Jesus Christ has for us, this is vital. And listen, I'm telling you right now, if you get a certain scripture that you want to abide in, that you want to meditate on, because it's it's essential for you. You need to grow in, in the love of God. So you have a bunch of scriptures in the love of God. You want to grow in self-value. So you have a bunch of scriptures that talk about who you are and that God created you in your image and how much he loves you and adores you and how he sees you. Or maybe there's scriptures on, you know, being free from sin, that you are free from sin. And because you're struggling with sin habits that you can't get over, regardless of what it is, I'm going to tell you right now that it is not always going to be an overnight work. Just because you memorized one scripture doesn't mean that you're going to be a changed person in terms of how you think and how you live the very next day. It is a journey and God loves the journey. There is sometimes where the Lord will instantly bring deliverance and you'll never struggle with something again. And that is fantastic. I am a huge fan of that because it's happened in my life several times. But there has also been times in my life where I had to walk out a period of months, even a year or more of, of, of really just reframing the way that I think, the way that I view myself, the way that I view what Christ has done for me, the way that I view the heart of God and who he is, his nature, the way that I view others based on what the word of God says. And it takes time to um, reframe our thought processes. But as we do, and as we are faithful to abide in his word and know the truth and focus on the truth, then we will experience freedom, sometimes incrementally, you know, in small portions. And over time, it becomes, I'm telling you, because I've experienced this, 
If you are faithful in this area, if you are diligent to renew your mind, it is a sacred and holy partnership with God. If you are faithful to renew your mind by abiding in the word and abiding in the spirit of truth, communing with the Holy Spirit, having that fellowship with him, as you are in the word and really listening and really walking with him and applying what he speaks to you, I am telling you, if there is an instant freedom, which I'm believing 100% for an instant touch from the Holy Spirit, but if there is not instant and it's more incremental and it's more a process, I'm telling you, there is hope. It takes some time in the beginning, but it becomes a new normal eventually. It, you're, you're, you're the hours that you spend, the time that you spend, the emotional energy that you spend investing in these things, it will reap a harvest and it will become your new normal that you live from and, and no longer fight for. For a little while, you fight for that place, but then it becomes a point of freedom that you now live from that place. It's a naturally how you're thinking, how you're perceiving, and how you're walking, okay? And so... Um, I would definitely recommend daily getting in your word, daily communing and talking with the Spirit of God as you are walking, praying the prayer, Holy Spirit, may I have wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. Holy Spirit, if there's any way in me, any lie in me that I am believing, lead me in passive truth, lead me you know, speak to me, spirit of truth. Highlight lies that I believe. Highlight areas of brokenness or hurt or pain in my heart. Highlight lies that I'm believing and speak your truth. I am open. Have your way. Do what you have to do. Say what you want to say. Give him total permission in your life to be king and to be Lord. And I'm telling you, there will be so much freedom. There will be so much joy. You will begin to taste and see that he is good. You'll begin to taste of the age to come. You will begin to walk in the abundant life that Jesus promised by learning to abide in the Holy Spirit. So bless you guys. This is part three of my series on abiding in the Spirit. There will be a few more teachings here um, within this series. And so make sure to tune in uh, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get it out to more people so they can be blessed, awakened, challenged by the content that we are releasing, the word of God, the impartation, the revelation that is being released through the show. And so bless you guys, and I'll speak to you next time on Awakened Podcast. Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Uh, just quickly, I just want to make a resource available to you. I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. My desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way, to break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know him, but just don't know how to get there, don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know, what keeps you from encountering him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter his presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. Every human being is hardwired with a need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled. But connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, encounters becomes normal. All right, so in this book, you learn how to 
be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to um, have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours, you know, through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus. And so I just want to present this to you immersed in His glory. You can go to Amazon and find it there. You could also go to my website, lifepouredoutintl.org, lifepouredoutintl.org, or you can go to destinyimage.com. The audiobook is available as well on amazon.com as well as some video teachings at destinyimage.com and so bless you guys grab a copy of immersed in his glory thank you